0: Shit. Let's tune
1: into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Britt cast, our second one for this week. And I would like to begin with a question. This is an important question. I don't know whether this happens to you or has happened to you. But now, two days in a row, two days in a row, and this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, yesterday, there's an envelope in my mailbox. And it says escrow on it, and it's got the uh, two checks in it, and I have no idea what this is. We're not selling our house; yeah, it's not up for
0: sale. How many years has it? How many years has it been since you dealt with escrow?
1: No, no idea. Why is this? Who is so? I had to open the. I I couldn't not open the envelope. I just couldn't leave it there, sure. right? So I had to open the envelope, and uh, there were two cashier's checks made out to. My next door neighbor, who is a lawyer and does real estate closings. Okay. So well, that's that I, handy. That's funny. So, I, I I took it over to her immediately, and that was the end of it. Fine. It, it happens. Yeah. Today. Yeah. There's a package. There's a box, a, you know, a little box outside, and uh, uh, Jane gets all excited and says, I got a package, and uh, opened the door, and I brought it in, and... It's addressed to the house next door. You know, I'm 03. This is 05. Um, This this happens a lot. I mean, now maybe with more packages. But in my entire life, no one has ever come to me from another house and said, Brad, I got something that's yours that was addressed to me it was incorrectly delivered to me so how is it that that's never happened in reverse i don't know every pack every piece of mail (laughs) it always comes but so what i i believe that i'm probably anywhere from uh 0.01 to 0.03 percent down in lifetime mail and everyone sucks,
0: and no one ever has brought it to me. It's, it's all Thank you. You're, you're the only one who does this. I'm the only one. I'm the only guy who, who does that. Could you do I'm the, the, the very flattering imitation of the mother of your children? Ooh, there's a box. <laughs> what was that again? Oh, uh, hey, there's a package. <laughs> oh, more, yeah. more flattering.
1: Yeah, that's kind of Letterman-esque, isn't it? That's, that's exactly
0: kind of, what it kind of was. Dave. God this is a woman it. that went to medical school. Someone has a medical degree.
1: I know, but when it comes to getting packages delivered, she just she's just a
0: doofus <laughs> down the block. She just, right. just doesn't. I love that. That's oh right boy, I got,
1: I got a package. Why don't you bring it in? Why don't, why don't you bring it in? Why don't you bring it
0: in? <laughs> she, you know, she went through internship and all this shit, and she had to sleep For on this. the floor and all this. But no,
1: oh, old fucker. <laughs> Well, now, now to, to be to be serious, and, and we have said this uh, several times over the last few years. In i di- I'm in one way I'm glad that that her her parents, her mother's still alive, but she is completely out of it. Right. Yeah. And and her father died about ten years ago. Right. And, and we've said I'm I'm pretty glad that he isn't here to have to be saying over and over. again, you mean I escaped the Nazis for Trump? I escaped the
0: Nazis, oh, but there were I mean, but there the United him. States, so, that, so that there would be Trump. <laughs> but there were there were people who said, "I'm gonna I, I outlasted Hitler. I will outlast this guy. i No matter what, I will die right. the day after he leaves. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's one hour after he gets on his stupid you know plane to go down to Mar a Lago. I yeah. will outlast
1: this son of a bitch." All right. Well, you you, you brought up the latest. Uh, why is someone? x dead and so. why is larry king dead and limbaugh still alive.
0: Well, you gotta, larry yeah.
1: king should have definitely outlived limbaugh
0: don't you think i think so yeah, i think yeah, so. We, that, we that was not
1: fair that's not you, fair
0: you know what we didn't miss is what we missed yesterday and we didn't get to the obvious elitism of joe biden and wearing a rolex and having a peloton right. yeah huge huge massive scandal in american history as people are having instant buyer's remorse over our new president
1: Right. Okay. Now, of course, the, the answer is nobody really is. Okay, remember really. that. Remember, you got to be careful <laughs> when you say that. No one, no one really is. I thought the I learned
0: quickly enough.
1: I know, but but the New York Times did one article pointing yeah. it out, and almost doing, oh, we said all these things about Trump, so now we have to find something.
0: They're what about, about themselves? Yourself. That's what they're doing, right?
1: right. Um, but then when I read that, I went and looked up and spent a little bit of time on the history of presidential watches. All right. And, uh, it turns out that the, uh, two presidents previous to Trump, and of course, Trump had a couple of expensive watches. He had a Rolex yeah. and a Philippe Petit, and, you know, a, a it's, about- it's, P- it's Patek Philippe. Whatever it is,
0: Patek you know, Philippe. The, the guy was the guy was president of France, right? He, wait, yeah. so he, it's the most. It's really kind of the most expensive watch. Is the Patek Philippe? It's right. the king so, of all of them.
1: So, so Trump had the. And by the way, Trump is stupid enough to play golf in in a in a Rolex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody? And, and I'm not serious about golf at all. I don't play that often. I haven't played mm-hmm. probably for five years.
0: So since we've gone through, since we've gone down the the watch rabbit hole, what did, what did the right, article? Oh wait, wait! I would, who? Not, you you don't play with a watch. It's stupid. It does it's seem just, like a not
1: smart thing. It's not a smart thing. But anyway, so so the the, the presidents right before, um, Trump, who Obama and uh, George W. Bush apparently on purpose would wear a Timex or uh, a, a very mainstream Seiko one uh, of those. Uh, Right. One of those kind of watches because they just didn't want this article that showed up in the New York Times this week about this. And and it, it, but you go back before that and uh, Johnson and yeah. uh, particularly John F. Kennedy was apparently gifted and an inscribed, I think, Rolex. Yeah. from Marilyn Monroe, and the first thing he did was, it was like a hot potato. He
0: got rid of it fast. Oh, of it did. Yeah, you go down to the pawn shop, you go down to the Vegas pawn, guys, get rid he, of that. He gave
1: it to somebody on his staff, and I guess it did end up through the uh, auction process. I, I think it's... Oh, a, that's cute. It, it's one of those.
0: He gives it to Bill on his staff. Bill goes home and goes, "What? Well, I, I want to bang you, sign MM. What? Right. Right. But How did that um, work?
1: I mean, the fact is, Joe Biden is fucking 78 years old. He has been in in public service and made a a fairly decent salary for Mm -hmm. 40 or 50 years, and he has a decent amount of money. I know he's worth several million dollars as, you know... A person is supposed to be if they've done that, if they've played their cards right and, and saved their money and, and haven't been in it. And he is entitled. He is allowed to get that watch and that cannot, it should not be then transmitted into, well, how can he talk about poor people how can he propose? he can't it doesn't work that way it does not work that way. what was the way. thing
0: early on in the the obama administration he went to the burger place and he wanted dijon mustard on his burger and sean hannity played that up for forever because he was that meant he was so out of touch with america that he right. wanted dijon mustard
1: on his burger. I mean, if you take this to its logical end that we really do want A guy who looks like Jim Ignatowski from Taxi living in a box on
0: the street
1: with with, with no home. And that way he will be more sensitive to uh, the plight of the uh, unemployed and those who are having a difficult right. Because anyone else above that just can't relate. Because, as you know, Joe Biden was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. His father gave him four hundred million dollars over the That's years dark. to bail him out over. Because right? remember, remember no, but if you think about it, did anybody ever talk about Trump and his personal spending while he was president? Not much, really, no, no. because you know what? He did this bizarre thing at the beginning. He made those comments intimating that, oh, the White House is a shithole. It's a dump. That's compared right. to where I've lived. He, That's right. and, and you know what? Well, that decided that because we had to, to to then listen to four years of think of what I gave up. Think of the, the great life I had. And well, he, he said would, it he that would, way. They would said, say
0: that to you all the time. Like he, yeah. he takes one dollar in salary or he donates his entire salary. He doesn't need this. He, he loves me, country so much.
1: Time. He he shake, he he shook down the uh, the okay. sheik of shitville in uh, Saudi Arabia to yeah. uh, rent out uh, uh, four hundred rooms at uh, ten thousand dollars a night and pocketed right. that money. But at least he didn't take the government salary and spend it. Right? I mean, right. The, people are the the the, the, the uh, cognitive dissonance in excusing and allowing Trump, not just for oh, just trying to overthrow the entire country. To look the other way on everything, everything that he did is so infuriating, and and that's why it's just double infuriating to read this kind of thing about Joe Biden, the guy who took the Amtrak train from Delaware to the Capitol uh, every day.
0: For I think the the, cher- the cherry on top of the idiot Sunday was. Did it turn out that the watch was his late son, Beau Biden's and he wore it in remembrance of his son. I think that's uh, exactly. what we, we eventually found out. I wouldn't doubt it. I so it's, uh, again, that. you know, if you'd like to, if it, yeah. And you okay, know, he's, so I guess he's, it's, by it's, by his way, son must've been on the take. His son must've been stealing, exactly. right? It wasn't just Hunter. It was Beau. And, and by the way, how elitist is he for having a dead son? You know how many Americans wish they had a dead son? He's out there parading it around like some rich asshole I can't believe you know, it. it's just the, the stupidity of all this is amazing to me right. and the Peloton. Oh my God, the Peloton, the Peloton, the Peloton, the Peloton. Right. He, right. Oh my God, he bikes. And when he can't bike, he's got this thing that's connected to the internet. And my God, how can the the gun toting folks down in Valdosta, Georgia, how could they possibly relate to this? Well, man?
1: Britt, If he really cared about the people, he would be yeah. uh, uh strapping on every morning, a couple of, uh, running shoes and head him heading towards Southeast Washington where the real people not Northwest Washington where the white oh. elites live, but Southeast Washington,
0: Washington. Washington, the, the, uh,
1: the, the other side of town to show that, that he was, uh, with the people. I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it really, really is just stupid. It is just it, stupid. It really is. And, Yeah. Okay. well, uh, then the most important thing we need to do is not try Donald Trump for trying to overthrow the government and allow him to run again so we can have a, a real blue collar billionaire as our president who can relate to us. Holy shit. Holy shit. We're in trouble. We do this all the time, though. We do this. This is a classic thing that we do, isn't it? All right, you know, let's uh, l- let's talk about really what the most important thing is of the day, which is Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, being kicked off of Twitter. Also, now oh, he's so- now, he's uh, he's officially been added to the the uh, permanent shit list well, he's of the been- toss from Twitter because he would not. And by the way, to this day, to the stories you'll read today about him being kicked off, he says, "I will not give up my statements about the election being." A fraud. So that's why Twitter kicked him off, and that leads you all the way around the corner back to Rupert Murdoch, that piece of shit. Boy, you talk about why isn't he dead? Holy crap! Would you go already? Would you go already? <laughs> You're dead. He he put he he gets out there the other day and uh, speaks to the world. And by the way, it's difficult for Rupert Murdoch to get his message out because, as oh, you know, cancel culture has not allowed conservatives
0: to speak anywhere. They can't get their message out. You can't well, hear him. You they, don't know what. Yeah, you don't know what Josh Hawley wants, right? Have, have they taken away the Murdoch family's Twitter account? Because without that, I think the guy's just—he's right. emasculated. He's—he's he's impotent. There's nothing to the guy. And so, so he—he—he's got a three-word phrase, and they are eating it up. What
1: is on that? Fox? It's What's called that? awful. Woke orthodoxy, the awful woke orthodoxy
0: the AWO?
1: Of, of speech suppression yeah. that ties into cancel culture yeah. and a wave of censorship. And this is their new thing right now. And mm. remember, uh, I have to keep pointing this out because we're uh, only at the uh, three week mark of the attempted destruction of the United States government, the hanging of the vice president in front of the Capitol, and the hostage-taking and probable murder of dozens, hundreds of members of Congress. We're we're only three weeks away from that. And uh, the pivot over there in right-wing media is... We can't get our message out. They're not allowing us. Uh, there's a new totalitarianism in this country. And it wasn't the totalitarianism that Donald Trump was going to uh, inflict on the country in the second four years of his presidency that he had already paved the way by gutting the, the federal government from oh. top to bottom in every agency, by, by stacking the courts, by doing all. You know, it, It's because... Fucking my pillow guy is not on Twitter. That's my the pi- danger to my America. pillow guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. Now, now, if he comes back and tries to open an account as my mattress guy, oh, uh, will they catch that? I think they will. I think they, they would. Will. Yeah. I think they'd nail but, that. But of, of all people, Rupert Murdoch, who, if I can be really flippant about it, controls more speech than maybe any person on earth. Is that fair? Uh, individually it's up there yeah but between all of his networks and i think i said this last week or the week before and uh i repeat it because uh, other people have said it in the last few days and i always feel good when i think of something and then i hear it somewhere else i love to have my thoughts reflected back to me
0: sure that's (laughs) the important thing
1: that's the only thing that matters um but the biggest mistake that the united states has made in immigration wasn't ronald reagan being soft and uh, essentially legalizing a couple million people back in the 80s. It, it, it wasn't uh, what happened in the uh, the 90s and into the 2000s where George W. Bush was trying to cut deals on it. It, it, it wasn't even Trump. It wasn't even Trump uh, trying to build a wall. It was letting Rupert Murdoch become an American citizen in 1985. It was giving him citizenship so that he could start buying up uh, uh, television stations across the country. And that was the beginning, 1985. And, uh, uh, you know, a, a few years later, you had Fox Network. You had Fox Television Network, and then you had Fox News by the mid-'90s, and uh, and, and here we are. And it's because Rupert Murdoch got the waiver to uh, start buying up properties, and he had to be an American citizen to own media properties so if if that wouldn't have happened if there would have wa- uh, been a wall built around him in australia then uh, we might be in a very different place these days it's kind of kind of weird it's only been 35 years since rupert became an american but here he is lecturing the rest of the world on on freedom of speech when he has uh, undermined democracy now in the it, united states
0: awful- look what what is it? The awful woke. What do they call it? The aw. The uh, A W O is what it. What it turned out to be. Yeah, it's the awful woke orthodoxy. They just came up with this, and they're they're running with it. They think this is the. Oh, greatest they're running with it hard. Yep. Yep. Well, oh, God bless. them. Yep. Oh, uh, you yeah. know, there's a. I when you brought some of that stuff up, it reminded me. There's a great uh, podcast from Axio called, Axios called How It Happened. It's Jonathan Swan. And it goes through uh, the denial of the victory by Joe Biden, by Donald Trump. And it goes inside the White House, inside the residency. And it goes through, uh, they've done two parts so far. One of them is election night itself and the strategy of lying about that. And now they've gone through the legal team. And then they're going to continue to go on to Donald Trump fomenting insurrection and violent overthrow of the government. It's, it's very good. There's some inside detail that no one was aware of uh, that he's come out with and it's, it's 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 real good it's called how it happened from from axios apparently as far as the legal team goes he had the the real lawyers who were still awful people like that Jason Miller guy right well he I don't think he's a lawyer i think he's Is an he idiot not, he was no of, no, no, he was, no he's he, no he, a lawyer he, i don't think he was he, part of the legal strategy and he was kind yeah, of running I mean, yeah. the actual people and then you had the people who like to smear shit on the walls, like Rudolph Giuliani and Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. And this group over here, the Jason Millers, were trying to keep this group over here from smearing shit all over the place. I have a question. They they were at the White House election night? Uh, I'll tell you who was at the White House election night. This is a diamond and silk. We're at the White House on election night for the party. Um, I don't know if my pillow boy was actually there. He may have been there, um, but they were, they were a lot of people, and they go through all of the stuff about when, when Fox called Arizona, what happened. Trump was watching up in the um, residence. He wasn't down with everybody at the super spreader event, eating beef sliders. Uh, and then he got him. everybody got out there and goes, Jared, you call Rupert, and then uh, you you call the decision desk, and you start, and, then, and they go through all of that stuff. And as we pointed out, I guess it was last week that they ended up firing the people at the Fox News decision desk who accidentally were completely right about Arizona. <laughs> they, they went through all the machinations leading up to the election about, God, we are so proud of this decision desk at Fox. We poured so much into it. It's such an independent thing. And it has nothing to do with politics. And Sean Hannity will not be a part of it. And so, so they did well, that, the right that, thing. Well, you know what? And, and
1: up until last week. Right. They, they actually lived up to that. They, they really did live up to that. And um, and then they didn't. <laughs> right, until they didn't. Right. They,
0: they fired until the they came. Yeah, yeah. The Decision Desk, which did exactly what it was supposed to do, it, and they were so proud of it, and they touted it, and they they brought them on the air, and Chris Wallace goes, you're a geek, aren't you? And he goes, yes, I am. I'm a geeky nerd. That's I'm Rit, a big fan.
1: I, I, I don't think you understand what decision desk means. It means we've made a decision. You're fired. OK, that's what I've been a part of
0: the decision desk. I've been on the decision desk before, as it turns out, and I wasn't even aware. So right. that's really good. Right. The acting chief of the Capitol Police apologized to Congress today for the agency's massive security failures on the 6th of January, acknowledging during a closed door briefing that the department knew there was a strong potential for violence but failed to take adequate steps to prevent what she described as a terrorist attack, Uh, there's going to be a vote of no confidence uh, among the leadership of the Capitol Police, which will probably lead to some people actually getting fired who probably deserve to be fired, Brad. That's what's happening, at least today, in Washington, D.C. Well, yeah, well, they've got to point
1: the fingers down, okay? The the fingers can't be pointed up to... uh, you know uh, people in the military or in the national guard who either caved to Donald Trump's bullshit uh the day before when when you know he was making the uh statements that there there could easily be 10,000 people that that would get my attention that would get my attention but apparently it 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 didn't get enough attention for uh for everyone Involved there. So. Plus, it
0: doesn't. This doesn't address the bad actors within the Capitol Police that may have helped usher the people right. to the steps of the Capitol building itself, which we've actually seen on some audio. I love this. I love how you see things on video, and it's like, oh my God, you can see them in Georgia with the briefcases full of votes, and that proves fraud. But somehow, when you see people pull barriers back and show people, oh, why don't you just go up these steps and break out some windows? That's not definitive proof that perhaps there were people within the Capitol Police that may have been bad actors in this entire situation. I love that. Uh, that, That's fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. The articles of impeachment were transmitted from the House to the Senate because that's how it works. Yesterday, we've already seen massive hand-wringing from people like Rand Paul that this is just the worst thing ever, and this is a sham, and Mitch McConnell should not entertain such ridiculousness, even though he's not in charge of the Senate anymore, as it turns out. Right.
1: Well, let's— let, hang on. Let, let, let's go to the, the, the uh, person to, to watch in this right now. Besides, obviously, McConnell, who uh, I, I don't count on him, you know, as the uh, the trial happens suddenly coming out and saying that you know, I'm going to vote to uh, convict Trump and uh, we, we must uphold the, the rule of law. And I, I don't look for that. I don't anticipate it. And uh, any news story that I hear where, where people so you know, people are saying that Mitch McConnell has said he's still got an open mind, you know, uh, how many times, this is Lucy in the football a million times. And, until, and until, until you make the actual decision to do the right thing, you can always count on Mitch McConnell to do the selfish thing to uh, help him maintain or to reattain power, in this case, to do whatever it takes. Everything he's doing is about getting the Senate back in his control in 2022. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. And so he will make the calculation at the time. And uh, the person now, I think, to watch, it'll be interesting because he would be a, a bellwether as to just how pathetic the Republican Party is right now. And it is pathetic, I mean, when you look what's going on in Oregon, when you look what's going on in Arizona, you know, the Oregon Republican Party announcing it's it's a false flag. It was a fake. It was it was really lefties. It was liberals dressed up. Right. To be
0: fair. Cindy McCain was being a tremendous asshole. I mean, to be fair. I mean, they really did this. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, right, right. She 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 really was out of out of control. God, it me? was crazy. Right, but 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 uh, uh, anyway, uh, Senator Rob Portman of Ohio says, uh, "No Moss, I'm done. I don't want to be a part of this shit anymore. The, it, it's gotten so crazy that even a standard Republican hack like mm-hmm. me, who who does compromise and make deals." To uh, get some government done uh, when possible, although during the uh, last four years under Trump, he was he was a, a suck up. He laid down. I oh, never true. heard him. I never heard him make a speech. But we'll pretend. We'll go along with the news coverage that says, "Well, Rob Portman's a moderate.
0: Oh, He's a reasonable he a Republican, really and very he very
1: just he, right. He just cannot uh, uh, fathom." and does not want to countenance the uh, radicalness of the Republican Party now being taken over by, quote-unquote, the crazies, and he's going to retire. All right, with that said, Senator Portman, you're now not subject to being primaried or being uh, attacked for any reason politically that you would or should care about. Clearly now you're going to vote to convict Donald Trump. The evidence, you know, sure. but but that but that's exactly the point. In in other words, we've uh, we've crossed the, the the river so many times and asked, her, you know, what will it take? And um, you know, the the uh, the evidence is going to be so overwhelming. I mean, this. I, and again, let, let's play the game. Here's what they say on TV, and. Well, the Trump team is preparing its defense right now, and, and these two weeks are going to... No, there is no defense. There's no fucking defense. There's no, there no are, Trump team. There's no. Right. There's no Trump team, and there's, there's the no... Com, you know, I, I love it. So, apparently, it's, it's now two, two hack lawyers from South Carolina who are going to be his defenders, uh, guys who've uh, defended some other uh, sleazeballs. But one thing... Mark it down. It's true. Trump really had to go to the Confederacy to find <laughs> lawyers to defend him for uh, trying to overthrow the government because uh, they've got experience in that yeah, in South Carolina, right? Better, right? Why don't you? Yes, go to the state where it all started. Where it all started in eighteen sixty. And eighteen, never could figure
0: out whether the Republican Party was the party of Abraham Lincoln or Robert E. Lee, and we figured it out. We got there.
1: Uh, I think the uh I think the jury is in on that one. We don't need a trial.
0: As it turns out, we got this. we but you're already seeing the the hand wringing and the oh why are we doing this and where's the unity and oh my god, uh he's already out of office. This is such a useless exercise. Will these Democrats, for God's sakes, at long last have some shame, Brad? That's what we're that's what we're hearing from the Rand Paul's and the Lindsey Graham's of the world and the Josh Hawley's. Josh Hawley is now the biggest asshole in the Senate, Ted Cruz. If you were trying to retain the title, I know you are so far behind. I feel
1: bad for Ted Cruz. I mean, so he, far behind. Rafael. That that was his thing. He was he was the goat, the greatest of all time, Absolutely. right now, and he's lost that title. <laughs>
0: You know. Ted Cruz is now Michael Jordan during the Washington Wizards years. He's getting his ass kicked on a, on a daily basis. And this young upstart, this Josh Hawley, he's, you know, he's the man right now. He's LeBron. He's whooping your ass six ways till Sunday. Come on, Raphael, Get back in the game. I know you can be a bigger asshole than this. You're letting this, this young whippersnapper kill you. It, it, it's disturbing. So uh, uh, they're, they're, the, the Republicans are trying to poo this entire effort. Uh, to uh, impeach Donald Trump. And, of course, the, the holy grail of this is you then have the vote after that, him, he's already been impeached, to remove him from office. And then the other vote, of course, would be to uh, make sure that he could never run for federal office again. That's but the holy grail.
1: Well, but only if you uh, get him convicted. Right. If convicted, you convict him, you got to get part one before you right. can get right. to the bonus round. Right. And that, uh, I, I, you know, at, at this hour, at this moment, that's not likely that they're going to get the, uh, the the 16 or 17 that they're going to need. But uh, it's going to be, I don't want to say, mm-hmm. okay, say hilarious. Okay, I'm going to say hilarious to hear what the argument is going to be in defense of what happened in the uh, 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 six-hour period between about uh, uh, 1 and 7 o'clock p.m., on january 6th 2021 um because the uh amount of video and audio the audio is more important now than the video mm-hmm. the audio of people uh watching trump at that rally the one where he says Uh, I'm going to walk down to the Capitol with you and sounding like Jerry Lewis. It's a Capitol. Every every time I hear that, I can't help but laugh. I'm sorry.
0: It is pretty stark. It's a Capitol. Um, I don't think you're even being all that hyperbolic. It's kind of, it kind of is like that. That's kind of how it is. But the, the, uh, the,
1: the matching up of uh, everybody's uh, uh, cell phone video with the uh, actual you know, high-quality network video of Trump saying things like, uh, we've got to go to the Capitol, and then the the jump cut to the people out in the crowds. Yeah, we're going to the Capitol. We're going to go get them. I mean, uh, you know, this is what you pray for if you're a prosecutor, right? I right. think so. <laughs> right? I mean, th- this is as if there were seven cameras trained on – that little side area yeah. of the house in Brentwood with color, high definition video of OJ right.
0: hacking the shit out of his uh, ex-wife. Right? OJ goes, I can't wait to kill Nicole. I can't wait to cut her head off. Right. Yes, the, the,
1: if there were something like that.
0: Right. So the, the, uh, uh,
1: the, the evidence is incontrovertible. And then you get to match up what trump said every day every week every month even after the election and uh you have whipped up and souped up a segment of the country a subset of it decides to uh leave on a jet plane and don't come back again to Washington D.C. and listen to you in person because you know it is one thing, and I'll I'll, I'll relate this to you, Brit, because uh, any other way you wouldn't understand it. You love the Pearl Jam, but you love to see him in person more, right? Yeah. 11 times. I'd like to see him sure. again. Exactly. And it's just not the same to, to hear recordings of them. And and for these people, it was it wasn't enough to see Trump on TV. It wasn't enough to see Trump on Twitter. You Trump, had to see the man. You had to see the man. Sure. And uh, at that moment, uh, Trump did the worst thing that a uh, United States president, I believe, has ever done. In two hundred and thirty some years, this is the worst thing that a president has done to his own country. You can you can say anything you want about uh, presidents lying about uh, a war or this, but it, th- they never did it, they never did it with the uh, the the malice aforethought to damage and hurt the country itself in service of keeping themselves in. Office. I mean, Lyndon Lyndon Johnson said about the war in Vietnam and and what he knew early on. It was terrible. But at at no time, even now, all these years later, would you say, yeah, the reason Johnson uh, uh, loaded up Vietnam with uh, 600,000 men is because he thought it would get him reelected. That's not what he wasn't thinking quite that way. All right. Nothing. No one has ever been this selfish
0: about themselves in office compared to Trump. No one. It's, it's yes. never been close. The violent overthrow of the government is, that's a bad thing. Or at least I used to think we were, again, we're into some nebulous territory right. where Josh Josh Hawley and Rand Paul and Lindsey Graham are going to excuse it. I mean, yeah, but yeah. And, and, and when you said that, it's the worst thing a president has ever done. Who's playing for second place now? Essentially, you're playing for second place. You can talk about bombing Cambodia. You can no. talk about Andrew Johnson doing this, that, and the other. You can talk about Buchanan being just a complete oaf and a fool. <laughs> Everybody else is playing for second place. <laughs> there's, there's, that, that's what's going on right now. You're right. That's yeah. the, the absolute gold standard is to take a mob of white terrorists and tell them to go march up to the, the Capitol and lynch Mike Pence. What,
1: that's crazy. When you hear that this didn't even happen during the Civil War, they were never able to cross the Potomac, the the the, uh, the Confederacy, and take over Washington D.C. It didn't happen. It was defended uh, right. in a way that it never. But it just happened three weeks ago. It just, and, and and you know that picture of the guy running through the the uh, the chamber with the Confederate flag. If if that doesn't bother Republican senators who I'm don't sure that's connect a, that to what Donald Trump said, you know, I, I understand. But but they are. And and uh, I'm sure again, i sure it's a coincidence that he had the rebel flag. Right. It's right. Like Somebody a, just handed it to it's him. Right.
0: Coincidence that every Nazi group ever waves the Confederate flag and finds inspiration in it. I'm sure it's an absolute, It's just a coincidence, Brad. It's just right, coincidence. No, that every yeah, time. You're right. the, he was waving it because he
1: believes in states' rights. I understand that it was a states' rights.
0: <laughs> it was a big states' rights rally. That's what yeah. happened at the Capitol, and yeah. that's what they were. It's just a coincidence that every time that someone gets murdered by the police, it happens to be a black guy. I mean, it's just, it's just a coincidence. There's one hundred and fifty thousand coincidences in a row. That's what coincidences are, Brad. A pattern of behavior. Don't you understand that? Can't you just wrap your mind around that? I'm, My trying. God. I'm trying <laughs> i'm trying i'm right. trying so the question is what, what is second place in terms of the worst thing ever done <laughs> by a president because this is without question well this i, I
1: think i i can't believe how stupid you are you know it was the obama in the tan suit at the white house press briefing that one day that was terrible that was okay. horrible
0: that's competing for second worst that and the blow job from clinton those are the two things right. that are the worst thing that a president has ever done, give well, us a call.
1: But to, to be to be fair, uh, uh, Bill Clinton did give birth to a whole new genre on Pornhub, pizza delivery,
0: okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think he started that. I always, he was wanted to, you know, I always wanted to, and by the way, I'm not familiar with that website that you were talking about. I've, I've never seen that. Uh, I always wanted there to be a porn movie where the guy shows up with the pizza, just delivers, it, and goes away. I always wanted that to be the thing. <laughs> That's, uh, it says here, Biden holds his first phone call with Putin. He raises the Navalny arrest. Isn't the saddest thing, and this is really, to me, the tragedy, that Donald Trump's Twitter account was taken away, and over the weekend we couldn't see him tweet support for Putin and to put down the, the raging crowds and to talk about how awful they were in Russia. How Black Lives Matter must have orchestrated that protest in Russia, right? Britt, I have
1: said you know five times, to Jane, in between times, she says to me, "Oh, there's a package. Go get it." But in between those times, <laughs> I, I've said to her, "When when things have been happening the last few weeks, we are so fortunate not to have to uh, 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 listen or be subjected to what Trump would be tweeting about, you know, X uh, uh, occurrence the last few weeks. I mean, it it really, really is a." Uh, a good thing. And, and and you know what? Here's the, for instance, what we we're talking about right at the beginning. Trump would have, because this is what he would do, he would have supported Joe Biden's watch. Mm-hmm. He would, <laughs> right? That's what he would have done. In this, yeah. He would say, in the sake of unity, well, you know, he would do something like that. and yeah. And everyone would go, oh, wow, that's so cute. That's so nice, right? right. He would have done something like that, but um uh it's it's refreshing it's nice it's good to uh to have taken that megaphone away from him that, that one way that one way uh, entrance ramp into everybody's head I mean it's good
0: it, exactly. that one move by Jack Dorsey and the people at Twitter has improved American life so great it's been it's been it's been amazing right well yes except
1: the problem is it's like um republicans who now and there aren't very many of them are almost pretending to be outraged over their near death experience 3 weeks ago at the hand of Donald Trump's mob that this is the line and uh we had 10 in the house who said he should be uh, impeached and convicted And uh, we don't know how many Republicans in the Senate are actually going to say, yeah, uh, being threatened within an inch of my life is uh, enough to wake me up. And uh, I've been wrong for the last four years. And as far as Twitter and or Facebook right now, uh, tossing him off a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, great. Except you were the problem for five years. You did nothing. And every time it was brought up, every time it was brought up, you made a, a lame free speech argument and you had a presidential exemption for hate speech, for for lies and for other things that have gotten uh, uh, far less famous people tossed off. Britt, our best friend yeah. has been tossed off of Twitter. know why, And we don't know why. He does not know why. And he is not a hate speech. He doesn't do oh. that shit. No, he and, and, and he is caught up in this. That being said, I'm willing to trade our our friend collateral damage, off you? of Twitter collateral damage for for whatever uh, Trump was was actually doing, and now the my my pillow guy. And and by the way, we have to also point the fingers while we're pointing here, uh, not just at Fox, but CNN, which has been part of. Really the resistance for, for four years, that's fair to say I don't think they would are you know they they' I think it's a great channel. I think they present the news very, very well. but in, in terms of their opinion, it's about 9010 liberal and they have a few conservatives and, and and that's the end of it. But what they did during the 2016 campaign beginning, beginning in 2015 in covering Trump's rallies, no commercials all the way through, no commentary, no nothing, giving him free airtime to spread it across the country. Day after day helped him get elected. And they only did it because Trump moved the ratings needle. He did it for them. And they knew that if they didn't run those rallies and it was over on Fox, they would lose viewers. So they said, all right, we're in and we can we can justify it by saying, well, a presidential candidate giving our oh, that's news. And they went with it. So they helped put Donald Trump where he is. And uh, all these years later, if you were part of that problem, then you're still part of the problem. Now, no matter what you have done in the interim to to uh, fact check or make you know, the last year, three years of three, of, of, of Daniel Dale, the great CNN fact checker mm-hmm. uh, just to, is great, but it does not make up for the fact that you wouldn't have had to have hired Daniel Dale to be the CNN fact checker if you hadn't helped Donald Trump. If you hadn't played into his hands and you hadn't given him millions, it was estimated, I believe it was billions of dollars of free commercial network airtime during the 2016 campaign so it 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 isn't if you were willing to give him that then you have a lot to account for right now and so i i i just think we we need to get that that on On the the record
0: are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, is it Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs? And if the Bucks do win, does Tom Brady refuse to go to the White House to shake Joe Biden's hand? Um,
1: the answer is neither of them will refuse to go to the White House. Both will go. And Britt, you you uh, committed the the uh, the cardinal media bias sin yesterday of publishing what looks to be a 15 year old picture of Tom Brady and Donald Trump playing golf, making, making, come on, here's what you did. You made it seem as if Tom Brady is best friends still with Donald Trump. And you know, he is not, you know, he is I
0: not. I don't know that. I also know that he hasn't sworn off Donald Trump. And by the way, Donald Trump was an asshole 15 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 I understand years that. ago. 50 years ago, and you knew who he was. I mean, you may not have known that he would be the guy that, that fomented insurrection, but Tom Brady has not forsworn or, or spoken out against Donald Trump during the White House. He's not said, I don't like that what that guy is now. You've never heard Tom Brady say that. All right, but not I, predict, I predict,
1: I predict, I predict that, that either of them, either of those teams will go, every one of them, yeah. everybody on the team, either coach, Mm-hmm. Even uh, even Bruce Ahrens, the uh, coach of Tampa Bay, who looks like he led a motorcycle rally in South Dakota this summer. That's why I like him a lot, right? <laughs> he looks like that guy, doesn't he? Doesn't Bruce Ahrens
0: always looks like he's polished off a five-pound chicken burrito. Yeah. Why, yeah. Is, why does that guy always and look so
1: like that? so does Andy Reid. I mean, you know what? That's a great part of the game. Those two guys, they, they really look... They really look like America, but uh, you know what? I don't. I don't hate either of those teams, and uh, you can't you know, say, say what you want about Brady. I mean, he. You know what? He's this generation's George Blanda. Oh and, God. And when, and by, by the way, Brady playing at a lot higher level than George Blanda did in the last yeah. year or so.
0: Yeah. Kick some but. field goals, asshole. Then show me Oh, no, he George played quarterback. Blanda. He played quarterback. He did when he was that's, like 60 he kicking field goals, and Tom Brady couldn't kick anything. He can right. blow me. Oh no, no, forget right. it. You're you're rooting for Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and that's no, no I am
1: no, no, I am. I no, I'm 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 for the Chiefs. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely for the Chiefs, but uh, I'm I'm a little bit uncomfortable because. Yeah, they need to change the name of that team. That's that's Indian uh, uh motif also, isn't it?
0: Remember the, the, the big congratulatory tweet after the Super Bowl last year about how the uh the Chiefs had represented the great state of Kansas? You remember that? Remember how Dickhead the Amazing said that? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to deal with that anymore. Great God well, Almighty. See,
1: see here's the thing. You you bring that up and and uh, the minute you said it I remembered it. But then I thought, well, that's just part of the Thousands, thousands of things right. that just by themselves were indicators of senility, even ignorance, stupidity. And that
0: it, even, even even that, you know, it was excuse uh, uh, of it. It was, well, you know, Kansas City's actually in Kansas and in Missouri, so he's not wrong. And, and, there, by the way,
1: yeah, and by the way, you now get to play the old Obama game and use the word Biden. If Joe Biden ever God. made a comment that the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. are the number one pro football team in the state of Kansas, right? right? That would be proof. You better get the 25th Amendment tomorrow, right? Get him out Ooh. of there, wow. <laughs> right? It's great better is smooth. He's done. Right. And, and, and again, uh, and, and we mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and yesterday or the day before the Post uh, finally ran the final tally, but uh, Trump had gone over the famous thirty thousand lie mark um, uh, you well know, before he got out of office, and then he he cranked it up in the uh, the post election period to get it. I think close to thirty one thousand. I mean, he he just went on a tear. It would be it would be as if uh, Henry Aaron was hitting seventy five home runs a year at age forty eight. I mean, it, it was an it was an incredible thing to see Trump. At right. the end, he never slowed down. He never slowed down in his lies. He he kept the the pace up at a a, a feverish level. And and again, you don't ever want to say this. You don't ever want to say records can't be broken. Because I guess any record theoretically can be, but I just don't think anyone's ever gonna touch the uh the thirty thousand plus lies. No. of Donald Trump. And by the way, I also don't think anyone's ever going to come close to 302 rounds of golf in one term. One term. That's almost one out of four days playing golf. And uh if he would have been uh reelected, he would have beaten that. He would have probably played four or five hundred days of golf in a second term fucking off. Because he didn't have to even pretend to do shit to help him get reelected. And that's all he was ever doing when he did anything in his term, right? Nothing was ever for the people or to to help the country or to console people who needed help until a gun was held to his head or or a flag was put at half staff because somebody told him, God damn it, you better put the fucking flag down when John McCain is dead, whether you liked him or not, all those kind of things. But if he got a second term, nothing. Just absolutely nothing. And and think of all those government agencies that he gutted and the ones that he didn't 100% gut. He filled with hacks and losers and, and inadequately prepared people and folks whose mission was to destroy the very government agencies to which they were appointed to. If that would have gone on another four years, oh, my. And, you know, he already had about I think he's got like 25 or 30 percent of all federal judges now appointed in that first term. That would have continued unabated. That would you know, he would have more than half of all the federal judgeships, um, people that that, that Trump appointed and and putting aside that enough of them at least apparently did get a legitimate law degree that none of them decided it was a good idea to overturn the election without any evidence good for them but believe me they go back to to their type and to their federalist uh society uh uh, pedigree and they're clerking for clarence thomas and all that shit there's a million of them out there who are in there and uh i mean you already saw it a couple of days ago and here's a story that didn't get a lot of attention but i thought it was disgusting the supreme court in a six to three ruling, and of course the uh, the three Trump triplets were part of that six. They threw out all the cases having to do with the lawsuits over the Emoluments Clause. That Trump lined his pockets. That he used mm-hmm. the government to to make money. That he uh, got people to stay in his hotel at inflated prices. That he uh, helped his family out. Which. All is absolutely positively true, and the court threw it out on a technicality and said the cases are moot because Trump isn't president anymore. So I guess this is how it works. If you're a CEO and you can loot the company, you can steal from the safe, if you can cook the books and um, uh, embezzle money while you're the president of the company, all you need to do is retire from the company and then you can't be prosecuted for that crime. Is that how that is that how it works in work. the real world? Is that how it works? Work. That's how do it, yeah. Because it's moot. You're not there anymore in the job. But That's no, right. no. You you took the money. You stole the money. Um. So that that so that is remember. Uh, uh, yes, the the courts did their job the last couple months as they should. Again, we congratulate. People who just do their jobs correctly as as being heroes of America, and I guess when you're uh, descending into an authoritarian, totalitarian society, people who stand up to that are in some ways heroes. But they will go back to to making the kind of uh, outrageous anti-consumer, anti-environmental, um, overly pro-business, anti-union decisions that uh, they have it in their DNA to make over the next few years when given the opportunity. And if uh, you ever want to play the elections have consequences card with the courts, oh my God, it's bad. But this is a case of where it really could have been way, way worse, way, way worse. For instance, you know, Merrick Garland is now the, uh, he's going to be the attorney general. So he was able to leave his job on the Court of Appeals there. Right. And Biden gets to appoint somebody to succeed him. And and he'll probably pick a younger person. Merrick Garland's in his 60s. He'll yeah. pick somebody in his 40s. Had that not happened, first of all, Merrick Garland wouldn't have retired. He'd still be a judge, but he might have died. And Trump would have been able to appoint the uh, person who uh, was going to succeed him in that very important uh, Court of Appeals there in d c right below the Supreme Court so I mean, it, it, it that's a big deal, and uh we talked about this before the election. Democrats are lucky because again, they did not emphasize the courts, did they you didn't hear much about it you didn't hear much about it, but boy, uh on the other side, the Republicans. That was one of the excuses, even. Absolutely. That was one of the enabling things that made the, the deal right with Trump. Yeah.
0: Hold your nose and vote for Donald Trump because we need the babies to, to have a heartbeat. We right. need these jets in there. That's, that's all it's about.
1: Right. So uh, uh, we, we dodged that bullet. And uh, I guess maybe uh, when you're, you're, you're trying to win uh, an election down in the trenches and you're trying to win Georgia a Senate election, it, it, would, it would be too much to ask to, to to use the fact that if you could just get Raphael Warnock and uh, Ossoff in there, then um, the federal courts <laughs> won't be skewed towards Donald Trump and Republicans for the next generation. It's not what people were really thinking about. So, I mean, I understand it, but you know, we're we're uh, East Coast elites, and we think about those kind of things, right? That's
0: exactly so, right. That that's, and- that's what we do. And Rolexes.
1: That's all we think about. Right, right. And, and and by the way, that picture, that picture you have of Tom Brady and uh Trump, you notice how thin Trump is compared to, to what he looks like now. Now, of course, Tom Brady, he's like fucking Rob Lowe. It doesn't matter what year the picture is, he looks the same. He twelve years old in that picture, he looks thirteen today. That's right. basically Tom Brady. Right, 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 right. All right. Uh, enough damage inflicted for one day, that's for sure. So if, that's in it. fact, uh, we ran long into the next show. Over time. Okay. We can we do can that move. because we're on the podcast. Brad and